Hello there ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast, it's the Laced Out Podcast, our American football podcast. That's right. And it's happening. Our first live guest of the season, that's right. We promise you guests, we bring you guests. It's, it's that simple. Before we get started, please do consider like, share, subscribe and comment. Leave a review where you can leave a review. Share the podcast around. That's the big one. Share the podcast around. If you've got an NFL fan in your life, send them this podcast. They might even thank you for it. Right, let's get started. Here we go. This is Cookie Cast. Laces out. Recording in progress. I have to I have to believe what the lady says because otherwise there'll be carnage. So apparently report recording is in progress, and that can only mean that it's some kind of podcast. Now then, YouTube viewers will be like, it's the football podcast because um, you know it's a it's a, th- it's a three man football podcast these days. Kinda right. Not fully right. Um, I am joined by the most glamorous co-host anybody could hope for, Mr. Paul Williams. And we, we, as a unit, have our first guest of the 2023-2024 NFL season... Mr. Matthew Moore, three M's. How are you, sir? Very good, very good, very good, yeah, you know, good start to the season. Weird start to the season, but good start to the season. A little icebreaker to get things going, a little, you know, a little... How do you feel about the 49ers this season? Will we be seeing them in the Super Bowl? Oh, well, I don't want to spoil my predictions later, but... Uh... Um, it's looking promising. This is this is absolutely true. Obviously, uh, we don't want to uh, preempt uh, going through uh, the, uh, the, the the game picks from last week. Uh, but they are among the teams that do find themselves two and up through two weeks. So, worst worst things have happened. Let's put it that way. Um, but as Mr. Cook has alluded to there, um, or as Mr. Muller has alluded to there, we'll come to him now for his season-long predictions. So he may have given away half of his Super Bowl, or has he? So if I was to push you for an AFC and an NFC team to contest the final game of the season, where would your money be at this particular time? Kind of gone. I think if, if, if it was like right now, it'd be slightly different. But I'm kind of projecting down the line. So I have gone NFC. I've gone 49ers, and it's a bit of a homer pick. But it's also I do think they're the best team in the league, and not 
purely that's not purely a homer pick. I think they genuinely are. Possibly quarterback aside, they're the best team in 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 the in, in the whole of, the whole of football, not just not just NFC. They're, they're probably the most complete team when you yeah. sort of look at it. But again, maybe not at the quarterback position, but that's potentially through their own doing. God, yeah. The, the thing is, though, yeah, you look at that. You look at the trade. You know, go back to the Trey Lance kind of thing. Um, and what I'd say is, outside of Trevor Lawrence, and even Trevor Lawrence isn't setting the world alight at the moment. Um, anybody else in that draft class? Zach Wilson? Uh, no. Uh, Matt Jones? No. You know, you're kind of looking down. I think it was. Derek Ridder at Atlanta was he in that draft? Uh, and, no, was Ridder last year? I can't, I'm sure he was last. I've got I've got a suspicion that Ridder was drafted last year, but was like a second rounder. Yeah, like late like first, early second, wasn't it? Yeah, because there was only the one quarterback taken. One, there was only Kenny Pickett. That, um, yes, but. Pittsburgh that was taken first round last year. So, well, no, yeah. you're, you're absolutely right. Trey Lance didn't exactly pull up any trees, but I mean, what really give always a chance gets, to. Jimmy G gets injured a lot. Trey Lance obviously got injured and wasn't, wasn't given opportunity to develop, to develop. And I think the Niners are on a timeline of it'd be nice to give him time to develop, but he's not going to develop quickly enough to be there with Debo and and the people that they bought in that are high earners now. So, and Brock Purdy is doing the job pretty well. Um, so, I've got 49ers for the NFC. And I just can't shake the Bills. I think the Bills are still, once they kind of get their stuff sorted. Now, most people at this point will probably go Dolphins. I just don't think that team's going to stay healthy for the full 17 games it's, and certainly not the 20 what 21 games that you need to win a Super Bowl now yeah I mean all it takes for that thing to implode is for Tua to take a slightly wrong touch to the head at some yeah. point and that's pretty much their season over so the, the, big, the biggest issue I've got with the Dolphins is I love watching Dolphins football week in week out so the problem I've got is I'm like, oh, I love this. This is great. This is fantastic. And every week I'm like, what's going to go wrong? <clears throat> like I was, I was, yeah. I was saying to the stats mistress at the weekend. I was like, how men? How long has it been since the Patriots beat the Dolphins? It's so I didn't realise until uh, the, the, the throw of the stat. But so two was seven and zero against. I think. Seven so he's, he's, he's won every single time he's played the Patriots. Yeah, he's, he's never lost to the Patriots in his Which, career. Like, there's a lot of there's a lot of things that obviously like Belichick will be sort of at the top of the list for us for that. Um, I know he needs to win. Is it something like he needs to win another seventeen? No. I think he basically needs to win a full season, or maybe one more, and that would put him above. Don Schumer as the most wins yeah. of all time. 
So the question just remains is is he just hanging around to basically get all the, the most wins and then he's gonna retire? But obviously he's just not been able to he's, he's, the Dolphins have had the the, the Pats number for the last seven times. So that is a strange one. The insanity of his coaching staff I think has been thing with the Pats for the past you know, last year was just mental. Matt Patricia being your offensive coach when we knew he wasn't a good coach and he was a deal he was a defensive coach before, but then everybody knew that Belichick is a is a defensive coach. Um but yeah, Miami it is that kind of thing of Jalen Waddle's already injured. Tyreek doesn't always stay healthy all the time. He very rarely plays seventeen games. Uh, it's just whether Mike, their coach is just this mad genius that he appears to be, kind of things. So, but yeah, I'm going kind of a little bit safe, but a little bit kind of left field at the moment because they kind of had a slow start for the season. But I've gone with the Bills, and then that feeds into my MVP because if the Bills are going to win, they're all going to go to the uh, Super Bowl, then I think Josh Allen will be the MVP. Now, of the Super Bowl or of the season? Of the season. Of the season. Of the regular right. season. Okay. So, of the two, um, so Bills 49 of Super Bowl, who do you think would win it? I'd, I'd probably go 49ers, I think. Okay. Because I've, um, I've made the mistake of writing Josh Allen in game MVP box. Oh, sorry. I don't think he means that. Uh, so, the San Francisco 49ers to win the Super Bowl. And who would, do you think would be the game MVP? I'm going to go Joey Bosa. <laughs> so, I can't remember... But was the last time it was won by a defensive player? It was um, uh, Von Miller. Bill Von Miller it was Von, Von Miller, Miller at the Bills when he was playing for the Broncos. Yeah, but it's not a terrible pick. I mean, I think if the Niners get to the Super Bowl and he has the game that he kind of has had for the first two weeks of the season, I can't envisage a scenario where it's not given to Christian McCaffrey if they win. That, that was my thinking, and then I was like, oh, you know, they're probably not going to give it to Purdy. Um, because he's a game manager and he's not going to do anything spectacular. Yeah. You've got that kind of Christian McCaffrey. Could it be um, Debo if Debo has a kind of all-purpose yards kind of thing? Yeah. And I thought, but then if the Niners are to win it, it's probably going to be on defence. And if Bosa's sacking Josh Allen five times... And just just being a disruptor like he is, yeah. then I think. I mean that. I mean I know the Steelers don't look any great shakes after the second week, but that first week, even with Bosa kind of not fully being there because he just signed a new contract, they made the Steelers look really really ordinary. That that it was just it was disgusting. The first sack on Pickett, there was like two of them just. It was like, 
they might, they might as well have just played like a quick rock, paper, scissors to see who could absolutely nail him before they took him because there was nobody nearby to kind of stop it. Yeah, it was um, it was a bit of a bit of a beatdown. Um, so, so obviously this is the first time we've had a season one prediction of many uh, any of the guests so far season. So that is a Bills Niners Super Bowl with the San Francisco 49ers and Joey Bosa the game MVP to go alongside my Bengals Eagles with the Eagles winning the game and Hurts to be the MVP and Andy's Chiefs Eagles Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes to be the MVP. For the regular season MVP, I've gone in a very similar vein to how you've just picked. Um, I've gone for Joe Burrow to be the regular season MVP. Obviously, if if the if the Bengals do get to the Super Bowl, it'll probably be because the other part of an incredible season. It's not started that way so far, but we'll see. It might get better. Um, I think Andy might already be out of the race as uh, he didn't pick Aaron Rodgers. Oh no! <laughs> it was it was an inspired choice at the time I made it because I was like, he's gonna he's gonna have this whole like I've got something to prove and I've got to get it done and and then went out. Now he's slated to return. He's had he's had experimental surgery, which allegedly can get him back in the game in January. And he's been listening to what was it? Um, dolphin sex noises and stuff like that. Rubbing <laughs> wages into his ankle as well. I can. You, I mean, did you not? Did you not see that on the McCaffrey? Is it McCaffrey um, pod? Oh, McAfee. Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee uh, thing. And obviously, it was totally tongue in cheek. So obviously, he's kind of leading into this. He's a bit of a crack kind of idea. Um, surgery done it is the tiny little bit of tendon that holds basically your entire fucking leg together oh no no thanks but it might work out for the big man what can we say so that is our season long predictions done and dusted so that brings us to game week two and the picks that myself Mr Cook and our guest from last week Stats Mistress made so, obviously, we're still within the, the first couple of weeks of the season, so every team is playing, so 16 games up predicting. In third place, with 11 out of 16 selections correct, very, very respectable, it is Mr. Andrew Cook. Sadly, only let down by the Packers at the Falcons. The Lions at home to the Seahawks. The Chargers at the Titans. The Broncos at home to the Commanders. The Browns 
at the Steelers. Second, with 12 of 16 selections correct. Another very respectable score. Mr. Paul Williams being let down by the Bengals at home to the Ravens. The Lions at home to the Seahawks. The Chargers at the Titans and the Browns at the Steelers. Therefore, winning the week for the guest with 13 of 16 selections spot on the money. It is the stat mistress herself. Mr. Trevor Davies, well, well played, well played, sir. Well played. You'll have to pass on the good message. I, I will pass on the. Uh, I will pass on the news that she uh, that she brought it home. She'll be elated. Indeed. So, all that's left. Well, sorry, I'll update the scores. So, um, I still yet to get off the march of the season. Mr. Cook, having tied with the uh, the guest from week one, is currently on half a point, and the guest moves clear with one and a half points for the season so far. That just leaves the side there. So, well, that, that, noise, that noise can only mean one thing. That somebody's uh, excited to find out about the side must, bet. It must be our it must be our brand new segment, ladies and gentlemen. It's what's uh, what what's Matt's dog up to this week? Which part of his body is scratching now? <laughs> so, side bet. Obviously, for those who are just uh, just new to the podcast, this is the uh, this is the section of the show where Philip and Andy pick four teams that we think are absolute bankers to win. Each week, uh, as soon as a game, as soon as the team is picked, it takes the game off the board, um, and then at the end of the season, we see how far we are apart in, uh, in selections and whatnot. Each week, four points up for grabs, tallied for the season. So, this week in the side bet, Mr. Cook selected the Chargers to beat the Titans. Not great. He did, however. Have the Chiefs to beat the Jaguars, the Eagles to beat the Vikings, and the Dolphins to beat the Patriots. So he gets himself three, count them, three 50 points. <clears throat> Can anyone say clean? Oh, you absolute. I had the Bills to beat the Raiders, the Bucks beat the Bears, the Giants to beat the Cardinals, Cowboys to beat the Jets. Some of those games were a little closer than I probably wanted. The Bucks uh, had let the Bears back in at some point, which was a bit bit of a crazy game. Uh, and the Giants, did they put themselves into a 20-point hole against the Cardinals? At one stage, I think they were, uh, their, their season had started 61-0. and they were, they were 61 points down in total if you took in the uh, Dallas games. Uh, I, didn't, I did notice that they'd, they'd gone for the first time, I, I don't know if it was in franchise history or if it was the first time under Brian Dable or something like that. But 
but it was the first time they'd gone six consecutive quarters without as much as a as much as a field goal. Because um, obviously they were trailing at the half to the Cardinals. But they did manage to pull it around. So, after two weeks of the side bet, Andy has four points. I have seven points. So, very much, very much early days. Still all to play for. But come back for more it, it, it's just it's just part and parcel of it ladies and gentlemen so that means we move into game week three and uh, as, as per as, oh no sorry we do not move into game week three I do apologise as per usual the stats mistress has uh, I believe done her uh, done her due diligence as always and provided us with some uh, some information about week two games so as always, I like to give credit where credit is due. And um, yet again, Stats Mistress pulling out the win at, uh, at zero hour was like, leave it, leave it with me. And then magically produced a hefty lineup of stats. So a big shout out to the Stats Mistress. Um, Going to go out on a limb and say, also need to shout out Nate Davis, but hasn't been credited so. That may not be the case. Uh, as Paul said, this is the stats for week two, 2023 season. Uh, I've dished it out, shared the love. Paul has the lion's share with, I believe, five stats. Whereas myself and, uh, and Matthew have just four. Kicking off with stat number one of week two. Same story, different uniform, question mark. After being sacked a league high 55 times in 2022, Broncos quarterback Russell Wilson went down seven times on Sunday. He was never sacked fewer than 30 times in Seattle and has been Bagged at least 40 times in every year entering 2023, save two. If I'd have read this stat before I dished out the stats, I'd have given this stat to somebody else. With a team best 56 yards on the ground, Wilson topped 5,000 for his career. Just the third quarterback in NFL history to do so as he joined Michael Vick. And Cam... Cam... Cam Newton! Number three. On the flip side... Credit the Commanders for crafting their first 2-0 start in a dozen years after surmounting an 18-point second-quarter deficit. Not going to lie, kind of liking what the Commanders are doing at the moment. Uh, and number four, my final stat for this week. For the second consecutive season, the Cincinnati Bengals are... 0-2. Since his offense looked better in Sunday's loss to the division rival Ravens after nearly getting shut out 
by Cleveland in week one. But wide receiver Jamar Chase continues to be virtually invisible with 10 catches for 70 yards. On the season, and quarterback Joe Burrow aggravated his training camp calf injury. Um, before moving on to um, other stats, um, yeah, I was saying to the stats mistress, honestly, having lost week one, I personally think the one of the worst games the Bengals could go into week two was up against the Ravens. Um, so I didn't feel I didn't feel overly bad. I don't I don't think that that there was a loss there, any of that sort of stuff. One thing I was gonna bring up is has anybody seen all the memes of Joe Burrows for the now he signed his contract memes um, a, a personal I don't know if favourite's the right word but a personal whatever is the Spider-Man meme that's got Tobey Maguire with the doing the glasses thing and it, he's looking and it's like it looks like Joe Burrows and then he puts the glasses on and it's Andy Dalton <laughs> over to you Paul Wow, that's um, quite damning. It's cold, isn't it? It's uh, real I cold. I continue um, with the New England Patriots at 0-2 for the first time since 2001, ending a 22-year streak of avoiding the offer that was the longest... Sorry. Ending a 22-year streak of avoiding the offer that was the longest since the 1970 AFL-NFL merger. Um, second point, the New York Giants started their season by being outscored 60-0 through six quarters, which we covered in the, uh, in the game inadvertently. Impressive. The Giants fought back from a 28-7 third quarter deficit at Arizona on Sunday to beat the Cardinals 31-28 and salvage a 1-1 one and one start. <coughs> New York, New York. The city so nice they named it twice. Or in the Dallas Cowboys case, the city they embarrassed in successive weeks. Following their 40-0 whitewashing of the Giants by keeping the Aaron Rodgers plus Jets 30-10 on Sunday. Yet, like the cross-state Jets, the Giants may be experiencing their first victory at great cost. Star running back Saquon Barkley, 92 total yards with two touchdowns, injuring an ankle late in Sunday's comeback, which could be especially costly given the Giants play again this Thursday at San Francisco. And my final stat, on his 28th birthday, reigning league and Super Bowl MVP Patrick Mahomes the Chiefs superstar passed a 305 yards and a pair of touchdowns. It was his 42nd career 300-yard passing game, most by any player in his first nine seasons after he surpassed Dan Marino and Matt Ryan. It should be noted that Mahomes is in his seventh season, two games in, to be specific, and made all of one appearance in his rookie year, which was 2017. 
So obviously he's doing this in seven seasons, which is basically six. Because he didn't even start. Just crazy. Really, really crazy stats. Uh, over to you, Matt, to finish it off. Right then. First one, I mean, feels like a while to talk about this guy. Uh, Lions quarterback Jared, Jared Goff had a chance to break Rogers' league record for most consecutive passes without an interception, 102. Unfortunately for Motown, Goff's run ended at 383, the third longest ever, courtesy of the pick six. I mean, what a way to do it. Um, in a game, uh, the Lions lost 37 to 31 to Seattle. Yeah, yeah. If you're going to throw away an interception, you might as well do it the proper way and kind of go full, full board with it. The Bills whipped the Las Vegas Raiders 38 to 10 to even both teams' records to one and one. After a rough week off the field, the Bills showed what a dangerous team they can be. On it, five different players, none of them named Josh Allen or Stefan Diggs, scored touchdowns. Uh, Raiders running back Josh Jacobs rushed for minus two yards. It was the lowest total ever by a reigning rushing champ in the Super Bowl era. He did catch five passes for one yards, one yard, one yard. So the day wasn't a complete write-off for his many fantasy owners. Uh, finally, for me, the Philadelphia Eagles' Jalen Hurts has multiple rushing touchdowns in uh, in ten career games, including playoffs. He now is one shy of uh, and his favourite Cam Newton's all-time record among quarterbacks. And that is obviously. It. Something that didn't get brought up in the stats was obviously the absolutely horrendous injury that was uh, suffered by um, Nick Chubb in the Browns game against the Steelers. Um, didn't realise this until someone mentioned it on Twitter. The last four games that have been broadcast on Monday Night Football, Nick Chubb gets injured, Aaron Rodgers gets injured, I think, was it Tua got another concussion and the one before that was the DeMar Hamlin game. So people are saying, Jesus Christ, is Monday Night Football just cursed? Cursed. So, like, who's the, the, who's the double header this week? It's Eagles, Bucks, and Rams, Bengals. If you've got any of those players on your fantasy team, maybe venture. Like, pick out the most important one out of them lot, you know? Yeah. Just horrible, isn't it? But, uh, yeah, that, that, that injury to, to um, Nick Chubb was absolutely horrific um, and it, unfortunately it's the same it's the same knee and the same leg that he injured in college in a, in a very similar fashion um, so just like the way, the way that it twisted and contorted I'll be amazed if there's any sort of ligaments or like stuff left intact in his knee because it was, it was I think it went sideways it went around it I was oh it was Bad. It I've really, not, really I've, bad. I've not seen it, and I know like that was part of the thing coming out of college was that he had this terrible knee injury. And the worst thing is, he's what twenty eight. It's it's a year to eighteen months recovery. I know they come back, people come back quicker now, but with the way the running back position is treated now, got one year left on his deal. 
yeah, I mean, Sam's awful. That might be the last time you see him in yeah. the league. And like you say, if it's, if it's a year to 18 months, you may be even arguing that he might not even play, what, any of the season after next at this point. Yeah. So, hope, I hope not, because I do have a bit of a soft spot for the Browns, and he is an incredible running back. He's just, yeah. when, he's, when he's breaking tackles, it's about, he's, got, he's got a bit of, um, like, Seahawks here and Marshawn Lynch to his game. And he just he just looks like an absolute monster. So fingers crossed. Hopefully he makes a full recovery from it, and he's, he's back playing sooner rather than later. But it didn't look good. So that's week two done and dusted. Um, Matthew and Andy have uh, both very kindly supplied me with their picks for week three. Um, so we're going to go through those next, and then it's just left for me and Andy to pick our four games each for the side bet. We're just going to take a small break just before we do like those selections so we can, uh, you know, maybe have a little bite to eat, a little drink, maybe a little snack. Who knows? But you guys don't have to do anything. Because on your feed, it'll be instantaneous. So don't touch that dial. We'll be right back and we'll give you some week three updates. Recording in progress. See, we told you, seamless transition. So, week three. We open week three with a game that we actually mentioned uh, in the stats when it was coming into uh, the Saquon Barkley injury. Um, and it is the New York Giants taking on the San Francisco 49ers. Um, and I think even with a fully fit Saquon Barkley um, and, a, and a fully firing New York Giants offense, I think... Um, They'd be struggling to even lay a glove on the 49ers in this one. And uh, that is reflected in the uh, in the selections in this week's um, picks. As uh, surprisingly enough, we've all gone for 49ers wins. Um, the next game on the slate, uh, we move to the Sunday night games. They are the Sunday 6pm afternoon games, as it were. Uh, the Colts travelling to the Ravens. We've all taken the Ravens. Uh, next up is our first difference of opinion. So, we've got the Titans at the Browns. Uh, myself and Handy think the Browns will bounce back. Um, obviously, they'll be without Nick Chubb, but fingers crossed they'll be able to get something going on the ground without him. There was talk, actually, I think, during the week that um, Kareem Hunt was potentially meeting with the Browns, so might just end up back where he was. Uh, I'm, I'm, pre- I'm, anyway. pre- I'm pretty sure they have finalised a deal today. Oh, fair enough. There you go. So, in theory, it's very similar to the attack that they would have had on the ground last season. Just minus it. Yeah, sure. It's on ESPN now. Ah, very good. Um, Matt, on the other hand, has picked the Titans to continue their good run. Obviously, they uh, had the win against the Chargers uh, in Week 2. Um, so, Matt's gone for the win there. Uh, next up, we've got the Falcons. The 2 and all Falcons, uh, no less rather strange to say going up against the Detroit Lions who uh, were very unfortunate to uh, to lose against the Seattle Seahawks uh, the game winning uh, touchdown probably a missed PI call for me uh, Aiden Hutchinson was uh, was definitely being held um, well, on, his, well, on his way towards the quarterback um, didn't really get flagged probably should have been um, but we have all gone for the Lions to get the win in that one 
Uh, next up, it's uh, it's another uh, it's another strange one. We've got the Saints at the Packers. I believe the Saints are also part of the two and zero club, uh, whereas the Packers are coming off the back of a loss against the Falcons. Um, myself and Andy are both in agreement on this one as well. We've taken the Saints to get the win here, whereas Matt's taken the Packers to bounce back. Is that just because they're at home or? Weirdest thing, weirdest thing is, I agree with both of you. However, <laughs> I have dropped him from my fantasy team this week. He's just, he's just, he's just not getting the points. He's walking out on the field, and whatever he's doing on the field, it's resulting in low-scoring fantasy points. And there are other quarterbacks out there that were available on the waivers that were consistently, admittedly over two weeks, but consistently just wildly outscoring him so, go go with the points there I'm afraid Yeah, yeah, that's fair enough uh, Next up, we've got the Texans travelling to Jacksonville to take the Jags Surprising enough, we've all taken the Jags uh, Broncos at Dolphins We've all taken the Dolphins, and I don't think that's a particular shock uh, given how poorly the Broncos have started the season. Um, and, I don't know, at what point do we start getting to the, the idea that maybe Russell Wilson just doesn't have it anymore as a quarterback? Well, some of the podcasts I've been listening to this week, they've been saying this might be his last game as a starting quarterback. This might be it. You know, they're paying Ditton £10 million a year to be a backup. A lot of money. A lot of money tied up in two quarterbacks there. and uh, it, It's not unreasonable to say that maybe he should start fighting for his job. But is it not is it not strange to sort of think that if he became available, is anyone there, is anyone out there who think the Jets don't take a punt? They probably would, but they probably shouldn't. No, well, that's just, that's just it, isn't it? It's that strange situation where he's probably better than what they've got. Yeah. But, one, will the Broncos let him go? And two, as me and Andy discussed on last week's show, um, are they potentially just going to get absolutely rinsed for like you know draft picks and, and whatnot? And like, the teams know that they're pretty much desperate. Like, they're, in, they're in almost win-now mode. So... Teams that are offering a quarterbacks are going to be basically trying to get as much as they can from from the Jets. The Jets, I don't, I just don't think the Jets can afford him. I think that's the main issue because they've got yeah. what forty million tied up in Rogers. I just, I think, like they'll probably pick. I think they'll probably get, they'll they'll probably give it two or three weeks to see if somebody becomes available, like a. Yeah, like a, a good backup as opposed to a starter. 
I was saying this to uh, a Steelers fan, um, and I, I, I'm I'm not entirely convinced that there's not a mark out there where they don't go in and say, "Can we have Mitch Trubisky on you?" To be honest with you, mm. steady away quarterback. You, he's not he's nothing fancy, but you know exactly what you're going to get with him. And arguably, he's a better quarterback than Zach Wilson is. So that'd be that'd be the way I'd be going. Anyway, we're getting we're getting away from the, uh, the the matter at hand. So we've all taken the Dolphins. Shock on it. Um, next up, we've got the Chargers at the Vikings. Now, I'm pretty sure you boys also had the same thought to me. We've all taken the Vikings, but I bet we all sat there for a second and were like, "Do we really put our faith in the Vikings to win that one?" <laughs> it's it's a, it's the t- two teams that you like. Oh yeah. They're both gonna, you know, don't matter who you pick, it's gonna be the wrong uh, one. So, it re- but it really is, isn't it? It's that sort of thing. Where, oh God, just uh, uh. this is this is this right here. I should have put it down as tie. Yeah, I mean, it's got that written all over. It's both of them missing, both of them missing kicks to tie it in overtime and just. <laughs> It's got, it's got it's got strong low scoring game or potentially fifty one fifty one or something like that because both defenses could just absolutely shit the bed both offenses could just go off you know that you've got like, you've got running backs on both sides that could could have monster game it, it's it, it's it's both sneaky good and sneaky bad game of the week for me. But <laughs> you just never know what you're going to get. Um, next up, we have the Patriots at the Jets. Mr. Cook is on his own here as he's taken the Jets on this one, whereas me and me and Matt have gone for the Patriots. Any particular reason why you think the Jets are going to get it done? So, hear me out on this one. Um, I was particularly interested in the Dolphins-Patriots game. Um, so I, I, I sat there after, uh, I think it was Monday, I sat uh, mon- Monday evening, I think I picked that as mine and the stats mistress's uh, game to watch, like, to actually, you know, get, get into. Um, and there were times when the Patriots looked like they could have, they could have pulled it back, they could have won it, they could have turned the tide in the whole Patriots versus Dolphins thing. The Patriots quarterback is not good. And the Jets seem to be, of like all the teams, all that's going on in the league at the moment, the Jets just seem to be the team that is in the spotlight. And if you're in that position where you're trying to fill Roger's shoes, you know, everybody said, everybody was saying, like when Rogers went out, you've got to bear in mind there's 52 other men on that team. They're built in a certain way. They're not built to to just lose week in, week out. I looked at the two elements and went, I've got a weird feeling about this one. And my weird feeling says that the Jets managed to do it. I'll probably be proved horrifically wrong. I just, I just something made me, made me think. Don't go with the. Oh well, I'll just put the Patriots down. Actually, you know, 
You never know. Could be could be a point situation. Could be the thing that wins the week for me. You never know. We all we all like a cheeky bet on this uh, on this here pod. And I would be there's two bets that I would put on in this game. Um, bet on a defensive touchdown at any point. I'd probably put money on the first touchdown being a defensive touchdown because I like the defense, defense for special teams because those are the two sides of the ball that both of these teams are good at. And both of those quarterbacks like to throw away interceptions. So I'd have that. And whatever the... Uh, so I think the total points, the kind of betting line for the total points is 37 and a half. I would bet the under on that as well because I don't think these two teams are going to get out of single figures. It's going to be a rock fight. It's going to be absolutely dire. The the only thing for me that's screaming in this game is so the Patriots have stayed 0-2 for the first time since 2001 as we covered in the stats. Has Bill Belichick ever been 0-3? I don't think so. So, like, I mean, I, I know he was in charge of the Browns at some point, and obviously they weren't great, but I just, I can't envisage a scenario where he, he allows, and bear in mind, for the past, like, sort of, like, decade or two, they have owned the Jets. They have absolutely owned that team. And they're at home. No, they're not. It's in New York. Um, I just, for me, it, it just it just screams nightmare scenario for the Jets. But uh, yeah, uh, so me and uh, me and Matt on the Patriots, Andy's on his own on the Jets. Next up, we've got the Bills at the surprisingly two and zero Commanders. Um, don't think they're going to be the three and zero Commanders as we've all taken the Bills. Um, next up, we've got the Panthers at the Seahawks. No surprises there. We're all on the Seahawks. Panthers look. Not great. Obviously, they're in transition. They've got the number one overall pick from last season. They're playing a quarterback, but it's it's a it's a rebuilding year for the for the Panthers in here. So um, I don't think anyone's expecting anything major from them. Um, we've got the Cowboys at the Cardinals. The Cowboys have started really well. I think the Cardinals should arguably be in, in play for the number one overall pick in the draft next season along with things like the Texans um, and stuff like that no surprises we've all gone for the Cowboys same again Bears at Chiefs we've all gone for the Chiefs the Bears they should have been another one that was in, in the market for the number one pick because the Bears look dreadful through the first two games they look absolutely appallingly bad um Someone, I saw I saw a stat, I think it was on Facebook, that someone had uh, compared the first however many starts of both Justin Fields and Mitchell Trubisky, and they had eerily similar stats. And it actually it actually made Trubisky look like the better the better option at quarterback. Which is worrying. Um last three games, so the Sunday night football is Steelers at Raiders. Um, I'm the only one who's taken the Raiders on this one. Uh, Andy and Matt have both taken the Steelers. Any particular reason why? I don't think Vegas are good. 
think I think and the Steelers have got to start doing something soon or their season is going to go south quickly. Yeah, I think it's one of those ones, isn't it? Like the, uh, Mike Tomlin's never had a losing season. That's why I was going to say. Never had a losing season. Is this really going to be the one that, he, that, that it's going to be? Yeah, good point. good point. I don't know, there's just like... The, the Steelers are just like... They've, they've become one of those teams that just loses odd games when they shouldn't. And this just like sort of like strikes me as one of those games where they probably potentially might lose it. Um, I think I've applied your... Sorry, I've, I've applied your Belichick theory to that one. They're not going to go 0-3, I wouldn't have thought. Oh, they beat the Browns, though, so they're 1-1. Oh, they're 1-1. Oh, me getting yeah. it. Well, well I'm going to stick with it, but I, I don't know why I thought they were 0-2. No, no, they beat the Browns. It was, it, to be fair, it was the last game of the week, so you might have just missed it, to be fair. Um, so, again, we've got another double-headed Monday Night Football for some strange reason. Um, so it's the Eagles at the Bucks. Now, obviously, if this was the Tom Brady Buccaneers, you'd argue this probably would be quite a competitive fixture. As it's not, I know the Bucs have started OK in their first couple of games. Um, in fact, are they 2 No. No. Are they 2 Yes, yes, they are. So this is two 2-0 two teams going up against each other. Um, we have all taken the Eagles... Uh, even though it's in Tampa, um, it's, it's that it's kind of weird. One. Like the way that they've started, I, I, I don't think I'd be surprised if the Bucks pulled this one out because the Eagles haven't looked great. They were a bit shaky in the first game, um, and I don't know how they played against the Vikings. I didn't see any Thursday night football last week, um, but I don't know that the, the Bucks don't look terrible. They say they've got Baker Mayfield as the quarterback. They don't look terrible, and and that that feels strange. I think for the reason you just gave, it it's weird to be like they 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 look okay. Like like I'd seen last week, they pulled out a, a few plays of Baker Mayfield playing like a different quarterback. I think he's like, and he stiff armed someone off the side of the field at one point. It was like. Who is this? Um, so, yeah, you know, two and zero versus two and zero. Somebody's got to go three and zero. So, someone's else got to go. And finally, uh, we see the Los Angeles Rams travelling to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. Now, this is a one and one team against a somewhat would say surprise Owen Ting team. Um, even though the Rams haven't looked they actually looked like they were putting up a bit of a fight against the 49ers I thought this in week 2 um, probably made that game closer than it had any right to be uh, we've all, all taken the Bengals to get off the schneid uh, and get themselves back to 1-2 and two. Um, yeah I mean is, is, it, is, it, is this just going to be the game where like Jamar, Jamar Chase has been quiet Joe Burrow has been quiet is Burrow going to like throw for about 400 odd yards and Jamar Chase is going to get 250 of them or something like that? They need to start getting something out of Joe Burrow's or they're going to start asking questions about whether the check's cleared yet. Well, yeah. the, second half, the second half on Sunday, they'll start it to look like 
last year's Bengals offense. It started to really kind of start to cook, and Higgins and Boyd were getting open. And I'm just, Chase didn't have the best game, but I thought that's you know everyone came 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 out at the end of it like oh they lost. But I was like mm, that second half looked. They started to look a little bit tasty. Yeah, watch your space, ladies and gentlemen. Could be, uh, could be, a, could be a decent Monday night football. So that's the uh, that's week that's week three's game picks done. All that's left is for me and Andy to to, to dive in and take the old side bet selections. Um, as Mister Cook is still uh, behind in the race, I will let him again have the option of choosing first or putting me into bat first. It's entirely up to him. Um, I will pick first. Okay. Um, I was look. I was looking at one. And I was like, oh, I think I'll take that first. And then I scrolled down and was like, Oh wait, no. Let me take the Kansas City Chiefs to decimate the Chicago Bears. Shall we say? I'll be. I'll be amazed if the point spread isn't thirteen and a half points. Yeah, that's what it is. I mean, could. Could and probably should be the most one-sided game in certainly my lifetime. The I'm, Bears I'm, could be one of the worst teams I've ever seen. Um, I'm seeing um, Bagel in this could, game. The only other team I could think that was this bad was that season where the Browns went over the 16. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was that. It was, it was and, yeah, the Bears are just cool. They are... Pretty stinking. Um, I I don't like myself for doing this, but given the fact that their quarterback still hasn't cleared concussion protocol, I'm going to take the Ravens at home to the Colts as my first choice. Yeah, at the time of recording, I believe Anthony Richardson was still in concussion protocol for the Colts, yeah. so can't practice at the minute. So yeah. even if he does clear concussion protocol... Chances are he won't, have, he won't have practiced very much in the lead up to the game, and obviously the Ravens are at home. Tough sledding ones, tough sledding. Um, my second selection of the week, I will take the Jacksonville Jaguars at home to the Houston Texans. Your two selections, please, Mr. Cook. Well, soon as he's on the podcast, I'm going to have to take the San Francisco 49ers to beat the New York Giants. So sorry for that curse that Mr. Cook has just put on your team, Matthew. <laughs> um, you, you didn't pick up the Bills? Did you pick up the Bills? I did not. Then I will take the Buffalo Bills to de- defeat the, you know, it is a 2-0 Washington Commanders, but it is the Buffalo Bills. Uh, I'm, I'm quite happy there, because that definitely wasn't the game that I was eyeing up as the, as the kind of the, the banker. Um, so I will take the Dallas Cowboys at the Arizona Cardinals as my third selection. I'm closing out my four picks. The pickings are not quite as uh, plentiful now. No. 
I will take the Seattle Seahawks. Oh, you swine. I thought, I thought I was going to sneak that one under the radar. Against the Panthers. Uh, that just leaves your last selection, please, sir. Okay. For all of the years, for all of this time, I honestly thought I would never say. The Detroit Lions... To beat the Atlanta Falcons. And yes, that is a 1-1 one one team beating a 2-0 team. But, again, something I never thought I'd say is... I've kind of been enjoying Lions football. Uh, I don't know if either of you have been aware of the stats coming out of the Jared Goff area. But, um, he, he, he's putting some stats up there. 303 yards at the weekend and you know well in the in the stats that Matt gave out obviously there was the there was the fact that he'd um, he'd thrown his first pick in 300 odd pass attempts and stuff like that I, I was saying this to, to the, the Stevens fan that I was chatting to I was saying I mean he's not he's not a terrible quarterback to be honest with you he obviously he's got he took the Rams to a Super Bowl I mean he, he was an overall number one pick so there's there's clearly a player in there. He's just got he's got the touch of the Eli Manning about him. You look at him and he looks like a dopey fucker. And <laughs> he does something boneheaded every now and again. And yeah, and I think it was just that kind of I think the important thing for him was Sean McPhee walked through the door who's like offensive guru and was just like yeah, I'm out on him. Can we get rid of him? And they were kind of like, well, kind of just giving him a massive contract, so no. And he's like, ah, shit, well, I'll do my best that I can with him. But if I can get Matthew Stafford and you can trade him to Detroit, is that all right? And they went, yeah, yeah, that'll do kind of thing. We'll win a Super Bowl. He just, yeah. He's not terrible, but he's just not. I I still want to see the uh, the financials for that Super Bowl. I I don't know if there's any truth in this, but apparently I'm sure that someone had said that everything was absolutely fine between McVay and Goff until McVay, until Goff saw McVay's girlfriend and said something like, "Oh yeah, don't mind a little go on that." Or something like I heard that. I heard something very <laughs> similar to that. Or something to that effect. Now that and could be like, that I could just be like a little right uh, a little rumor mill pot stirring kind of situation. <laughs> but I heard the same, so I'm like, uh, I got a minute. Uh, um, With so, his shot of McVeigh, I don't I don't know if it was one of those ones where he said it and didn't know that either McVeigh was in the room or could hear what he was saying. It might have been something as stupid as he'd forgotten that he was mic'd up or something like that. Oh, and he said it when he was mic'd up. Further um, proves my point. Looks like a dog. Um Andy, you'd said something about you potentially wanted to um look into making like something like where the side bet was opened up to the guest. Um, 
obviously not to sort of pick a selection, but we could always like sort of argue it. Of the teams we've picked, which would you feel more comfortable backing? Yeah, so that that was what I'd sort of looked at. I was like, to, I think we did something at some point. I think I feel like it was back end of last season. We gave the guests the opportunity to pick who they thought was going to win the week. Um, obviously, you'd have to relay the four games versus the four games. And it's a bit tricky yeah, if it's so, a situation where you're like, well, those two games are definite, and those two are definite. The, the other two, eh. yeah. Um, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just quick, so I'll just quickly recap what we picked. So, Andy's four teams. He's got the Chiefs at home to the Bears, the 49ers at home to the uh, to the, to the Giants, um, the Bills at Washington, and the Lions at home to the Falcons. I've got. The Ravens at home to the Colts, the Jags at home to the Texans, the Cowboys at the Cardinals, and the Seahawks at home to the Panthers. So obviously, you'd, you'd like to think that we've basically sort of picked four games each, where it's kind of one-sided-ish. But of of the of the two sets of four, which would you feel were the most sort of likely to happen? I'm, g- I'm going to go with Andy's, I think. Okay. Just, I think, is it, I can't, who are the Ravens playing? The Ravens are playing the Colts. Mm. And then the Jags. Yeah, Jag- from, a, from, a, from a, like, sort of a historical perspective, it's, it's probably a game that's got a little bit of needle to it, because obviously the Colts used to be in Baltimore, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, I think, Yeah. The Seahawks and the Jags are the two that I'd look at kind of potentially screwing you. And the Lions would be the ones that I'd be pretty kind of... would be the one that I think would screw Andy. So, well, I'm a bit more sure about the 49ers, Bills and Chiefs. So I'm going to go Andy's selection. Cool. So I have put a little asterisk next to Andy's name in the book as um, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll... if it, if it comes to it, we'll decide whether that means anything from like a a, a, pick, a Pickham's perspective. Um, no, so that brings us to an end, ladies and gentlemen. Obviously, um, with uh, not not speaking for Mister Cook, but I'd just like to uh, extend our gratitude to our first official guest of the season, Mister uh, Mister Matthew Moore. Thank you very much for. Uh, Clearing your schedule to uh, join us to talk a little NFL action. No uh, and then obviously the, the last the last thank you is to you, lovely people, for uh, watching or listening along to us. Um, join us again next week where we'll uh, we'll break it all down once again, and uh, you never know, we might have another different guest on for you. But um, until then, you uh, you keep yourselves. Uh, Keep yourselves busy and uh, keep yourselves out of trouble. And we'll see you uh, this time next week. So there we go. What do you think to that? Big thank you to our guest, Mr. Matthew Marr. Big thank you to you for listening. Big thank you to you for being here. If I can just ask you a couple of things before you go, please do consider like, share, subscribe, and comment. Leave a review where you can leave a review. Check out the website, cookiecast.com. 
social media links, email button. You can get in touch with us. Send us your predictions. Send us anything. If it's good, we'll read it out. If your predictions get through to us, we'll add them to the book. All that good stuff. That is it for this one. Until next time, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then. This has been another episode of CookieCast. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, share, and subscribe.